0: In April, state regulators approved emergency response plans from major electric utilities in the state, with new rules in place to address cyber attacks, reimbursement of customers, and much more. To discuss the plans, including how they were crafted and what they mean for New Yorkers, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by Roy Christian, Chair and CEO of the New York State Public Service Commission. Welcome back to the show, Rory.
1: Thanks, David. H- happy to be here
0: it's our pleasure. So for starters, when we think about needing an emergency response plan to begin with, what types of emergencies are we thinking about?
1: First off, it's important to recognize we want to make sure everything we do through the commission, we, we prioritize safety and reliability. And we want to make sure that at the best of times, we minimize the likelihood that extreme events can affect anything with any of our energy systems. But you know, as we've seen in recent memory, severe weather has uh, become far more frequent and far more severe. In fact, I recently commented that when I joined the commission, I think there were four major storms in the latter half of the year for which we had to do emergency response with one utility or another. The key thing is largely we know it's going to be storm response, extreme weather, but it could also be natural disasters. It could be civil unrest and a wide array of other things. And uh, let's not also forget cybersecurity is a known and emerging risk. Uh, that we have to work around and manage as well.
0: And how, if at all, when you've examined this landscape, have consumers of electric utilities been impacted by, say, inefficiencies in the responses by electric utilities to past emergencies?
1: So I, I wouldn't look at it as inefficiencies in past emergencies. Okay, I, I think of it in terms of a continuous learning process. And, you know, I've had the good fortune of being in the industry for a very long time. So I've seen things change over the last 20 years in an amazing way. And to put it into context, I did emergency response training with Keyspan Energy, now National Grid in Long Island many years ago. And I have a vivid memory during the training of kind of the timeline of response. And the key thing is we would not arrive at our muster point, the assembly area, where we would then go out and do the restoration work until after the storm had passed. So a hurricane would come by, damage would be done, roads would be cleared, we would show up and start restoring power. And that had been the model for decades. And if you think back to Hurricane Gloria, I think when that hit Long Island, we were without power for almost 30 days in some places. Um, Fast forward to a recent storm, Irene or or Sandy, the power outage timeline was eight or 14 days, I forget which one was which, but the, 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 the speed at which we're restoring power and services is far greater than it has been in the past in part because of the lessons learned with each and every event that occurs. So we take that information, we take that experience. um, What did the utility encounter? What did our state agencies that work uh, in support of the utilities? Uh, Department, uh, the Division of Homeland Security and Emergency Services, for example, or Department of Transportation, the state police. We all work together to kind of learn from each experience, and we improve the plans going forward. So it's it's a learning process, and I mean, again, every new storm brings a new set of challenges that we adapt towards and grow towards. And these emergency response plans, you know, they they are deliberately designed to be simple, flexible, and adaptable, to, so that they can work in a wide array of conditions. The idea is to be prepared to handle anything, whatever it may be. And as we experience different arrays of problems and different types of issues, we take those lessons learned and adjust as needed. But they're preparing for the worst. That's what they do.
0: Because, like you say, there are such a wide variety of emergencies that could present themselves are there specific expectations that consumers should have of their electric utilities in an emergency or its immediate aftermath? There is
1: no rule of thumb specifically because of the variability in the storms that we have. And you know, again, I mentioned earlier, we take lessons learned from each storm and adapt them for future events. Conditions in downstate versus upstate New York can vary differently. Uh, an example of this, uh, we looked at an incident involving Con-Ed back in July 2019, I want to say, uh, outages that affected customers in uh, Brooklyn and uh, Manhattan. And, you know, that, again, that was a very specific issue that affected Con-Ed during a particular incident. And we took the lessons learned from that, incorporated that into Con-Ed's ERPs, but we also took those lessons learned and adapted them for other utilities and p Long Island. So, you know, again, it's a learning process where we learn over time Um, Every storm is going to have its own unique mix of impacts and characteristics, Um, and the goal is to make sure that the structure under which we respond, you know, do we have the equipment in the right places? Do we have personnel prepared to deploy and act and store services should issues arise? The plans are designed to position and prepare for the worst. And you know, again, since we can't predict the weather, we can never really predict how significant an impact will be in any one period of time, when or where, but we can at least have the resources we need to correct any problems as they arrive. And, and that's the key to the ERPs, making sure we're prepared for whatever's coming next. Now, to set a timeline is difficult. And uh, you know, uh, I know one of the recent storms uh, in Buffalo, there was a lot of talk about, was there sufficient responsiveness did the utilities act accordingly you know we're we're looking into that and we we're conducting our own internal review and ultimately what you know we want to make sure is that whatever plans the utilities have in place they can do what is needed to restore service as quickly as possible and one anecdote i heard of during the buffalo event national grid staff were using snowmobiles to get through difficult terrain to access equipment that they needed to restore so we're again looking at every incident and learning what we can
0: well, for listeners just joining us, let me reintroduce you. Uh, you're listening to the Capitol Press Room, and we're speaking uh, about emergency response plans from major electric utilities in the state, which were recently approved by state regulators. And our guest is Roy Christian, chair and CEO of the New York State Public Service Commission. So, when you go about crafting and, I guess, approving these plans, how much give and take is there with the utilities? For example, does the PSC say, we have these expectations of you, and the utilities say, well, that's not practical, and you say, well, we think it can be, and you try to find middle ground? Is there that sort of back and forth, or or what does the process look like if that's not accurate?
1: So the, there's always a back and forth. And I mean, we do, again, we do work with the utilities, but the, the key thing here is, and I think the utilities are very much aligned with this. We all want to make sure power is flowing and services restored as quickly as possible after any event. Um, but you know, it, I think it's helpful to kind of talk through the process. And, you know, the, the key thing, remember, we, do this every year. Um, we look at the plans. We update them annually. This is something that's enshrined in existing public service law that these plans be updated on a recurring basis. Um, there are requirements that we certify them with uh, the Division of Homeland Security and Energy and Emergency Services, and we do that as well. Um, and you know, we do it not just for the regulated utilities, but we also do this for PSEG Long Island as well. So we have a process in place to ensure their development, consistent review, and that it's an iterative process where the plans get better over time. And the recent um, you know, critical infrastructure bill uh, identified a number of opportunities to make the plans more consistent between utilities, which ultimately makes it easier for us to do things when um, a particular event impacts an area covered by more than one utility. Uh, but it also makes customer experiences more uniform throughout one of the things that the, the bill did is it established a uniform list of medical devices that we now classify as life support equipment. And the, the important thing there is, you know, it, whether it's a respirator or an oxygen tank or, or something else, different utilities may use different terminologies, and that may create confusion as to what is actually life support or not. So now we have a, an expansive list that catches a wide swath, a much wider swath than anything we've done in the past. And that'll help utilities identify those customers in the greatest need, provide those services as needed and and ensure that their lives can continue with the equipment they sorely need. So, you know, we, again, these things evolve over time and as, as we learn lessons with each storm, we will adjust and adapt and that's how the process is set up.
0: Once these plans are updated and they're essentially on the books for utilities to follow, is there any sort of check in the aftermath of an emergency by the PSC to determine if the plan was followed? And if there's a determination, say, that there was a deviation from a plan and it's determined that that was not uh, a good reason to deviate, is there any sort of punishment for the utilities?
1: Uh, yes, so we absolutely do after-action reviews after every event, and this is this has been a standard practice within the Commission for a very long time. Um, and, and again, this is part of that continuous improvement process where we just investigate what happened, we make sure everyone followed the procedures, we identify areas where issues presented themselves, and and this is again in collaboration with our state partners and other uh, agencies. And the the goal, again, is to move forward with the best plan that we have at that time. If we find that uh, errors were made, mistakes, uh, accidents, what have you, um, we do our investigation on each as needed. And uh, whatever we deem appropriate in terms of uh, penalty fines, whatever it may be, we impose them at that time.
0: And I was curious, in terms of crafting plans, is a component of this ensuring that utilities have adequate staffing levels uh, to respond to emergencies? Absolutely. And you know I mentioned earlier, it's it's not just
1: staffing, but it's also staging of staffing and associated equipment to affect the needed repairs as they happen. Um, so one of the things um, that utilities do if there's a substation or a circuit breaker or particular piece of equipment that is a critical piece of infrastructure, we we at the commission work to make sure that there is sufficient backup for those equipment um, in case of an emergency. Um, In some instances, it may be faster to replace particular equipment rather than repair it on site. Uh, So we want to make sure that not only are they adequately staffed, but they have the appropriate resources to do whatever is needed to make sure those repairs are done quickly.
0: Well, we've been speaking with Rory Christian. He's the chair and CEO of the New York State Public Service Commission. Rory, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. It's
1: a pleasure. Anytime, David.
0: And for more Capital Press Room content, visit capitalpressroom.org or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. And if you listen to us from an Apple device, make sure to leave us a rating and a review so it helps other people find the show.